Hey everybody and welcome. You are listening to Locks LaRue's Locker Room. Join me every Friday with a different special guest. We'll be breaking the locks off toxic masculinity one locker at a time. This week I'm joined by the mesmerising Jay Dodge. Jay is a graphic designer, video game artist and dancer. Today, me and Jay talk about living in a heteronormative society and expressing yourself through fashion. Please note that the conversations between me and my guests are purely based on our own thoughts and experiences. Now with all that in mind, sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hi everybody and welcome back to another week of Lox LaRue's Locker Room. Today I am joined by an absolute babe, Jay. Hi Jay. Hiya. How are you today? I'm doing amazing. I've got up, I've had some tea, I haven't got work today so I'm just chilling, feeling good. How are you? Always a good start. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm just trying to enjoy the last bit of the sun before the winter comes. Um, mm. So I'd, I I want to get going with the conversation then, Jay, and I've got a prompt to start us off. How was your experience growing up? I just was very different to everyone else in school. I, was, I didn't like sports, so I was never playing sports in the playground or anything. I was always into games, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, um, Pokemon, all of that. So I'd, I, had, I always had a very small friend group um of the nerds and i yeah i was very lucky having been able to use gaming to kind of find friends and have that um have them similarities um i do feel like the bullying was still strong because obviously even even the nerds the nerds got called nerds for being nerds you know i was still a little bit feminine when i was younger um throughout primary school and high school i was always into doing dances and stuff like that so um you know, I was always called like gay features, like I have a big nose, so I was called that. When I was younger, I had very prominent teeth, so I was taking the piss out of that. You know, kids just pick on whatever. Um, I sort of bonded with people through like gossiping and stuff, which I'm sure you're not surprised <laughs> about. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so obviously, because I'm blaming it on being younger. Um, so yeah, in that sense. And obviously I was bullied for loads of different things as well. Like um, eventually I grew up my hair, I was bullied for that. I was yeah, bullied yeah. for actually people used to say I've got a big nose as well. Obviously with my weight as well, people used to make fun of just everything, don't they? But linking it anything. With, yeah, linking this in with like toxic masculinity though, obviously the femininity part I want to touch on, because obviously if we've mm-hmm. both experienced problems with that, it's sort of annoying, isn't it, how people bully you for being feminine as if like being feminine is a bad thing there's kind of like loads of different layers isn't there there's like homophobia there's like misogyny like feminine qualities are bad um yeah so could you expand a bit on that like sort of uh, it might be hard to think about now but yeah i know it's cool um so when i was i think what really confused me about is because you know i was just being myself when i was younger i didn't really understand the whole being masculine being feminine kind of terms so I was just a bit confused to why I didn't fit in and I always thought it was just because I didn't play a certain sport but obviously it was the way I acted as well but I didn't ever really realize the way that I did act you know my family is I've been lucky enough to have quite a supportive family growing up um so you know I never really saw that there was anything wrong with me um and it was just what other people used to put in my head really um, it wasn't until I kind of got into high school and it was then I started to be called like gay and stuff like that and starting to understand what feminine meant. Um, and then I started to change myself in high school, deepening my voice, getting loads of girlfriends. Um, this is before I really knew I was gay. You know, I was being called gay before I even knew I was gay. So it was it was it was, it was very confusing. 
at the time but um yeah, yeah like it, me too i think i remember people always used to like well, i was quite young when i first i don't know about you when i first started being called gay i probably was like it's hard to remember exactly but when i first started high school you're about 11 then aren't you um and it's just like people are saying these like sexualizing you like older yeah, and, yeah. and like saying you like this that gay sex and stuff so immediately they're conditioning you to not like um you know that gay sex is a bad thing because yeah. I was like horrified I was like I'm in high school and then like people are saying like I like doing these sexual things with men at the time I was like oh my god like um I don't even know where this has come from it's, it's kind of like I hate things that are being forced on you do you like before you find your own identity did you find that like you've just said then yeah yeah definitely definitely um yeah it, it made me kind of I don't know what the word is for it, but it it just meant that every everyone I talked to, I was being a different person with everyone. You know, I, I didn't feel like I could be myself because I felt like I had to hide parts of me with certain people. So whenever I had, well, not like different friends from different places, like from high school or from dance, you know, I would be a completely different person around these two people. And then at the weird times when then two groups of people would mix up, I would be all completely filled with anxiety because I don't know how to act because I don't know how to merge these two different kind of characters that I've made up um so yeah it was it was a bit hard I think all of this you know tying in with uh fragile masculinity I think you know people was really was really able to convince me that there was something wrong with me when I was younger and it had a knock-on effect with um you know I was I was quite um, dishonest when I was younger and I think that's because I was lying about so many other things as well yeah it's like a horrible cycle isn't it because like these people are calling you different things you feel like you've got to be different versions of yourself and then you feel like like horrible about yourself that you have to be this different person it's kind of yeah. like really bad for self-esteem and it's something that I've I'm still having to undo like what other people yeah, yeah. have put onto me but I wanted to link this on with um going to straight environments and clubs as well because I know that you've mentioned on the Wolf Light Express that you've you've been to a lot of straight clubs and you've your experience has actually been not been too bad it's been quite positive mainly yeah um whereas yeah. for me I think I I think it's because like at first when I started going straight clubs I had like quite long hair still um and I didn't dress yeah. as feminine feminine as I do now but a lot of people just um they were, they were okay with me and when I was with friends I think my friends would always stick up for me um, if it was mainly boys that were being a bit homophobic and stuff um, but yeah. I feel it depends on what type of clothes that I'm wearing um, so I don't know about you I'll let yeah, you, yeah. you start with this with um, going to straight clubs and stuff what's your experience has been with either fitting in or homophobia and stuff? Uh, because I think because I grew up with a lot of straight people and you know when I first turned 18 I was still living in London and that was my friend group um I never really acted or dressed feminine in any way so it was just like a night out for me I never I never really was called out to as being like a gay person I could never really I don't think I could I couldn't be clocked as a gay person I guess is what I can say you know I, I dressed the same as all the other guys did and um and then when I came out and moved to Birmingham you know it was such an amazing I had such an amazing experience here. I've just, I feel like I've just been quite lucky um, because I was very much accepted when I came to Birmingham and finding my femininity and all of that. Um, and then anytime I went to a straight club after that, I've 
kind of had my friends to defend me in a way. I definitely do get, not really much in clubs, a lot of the time I do get looks, especially if I'm on my own, I will always get looks, you know, stuff will get thrown at me sometimes. It's it's, it's just part of growing up, it's especially showing off your dressing a certain way. You know, I, I like to wear very short shorts. I like to show off my body and that's due to the fact that I, you know, that's what I want to wear. So um, yeah, I have had some experiences. I, not not really in clubs though. I think, again, I think I've been quite lucky. Um, but, you know, I know it's a different experience for other people. Um, I have had trouble in clubs before, but it's it's nothing that's escalated to something horrible. Yeah, because with, with me, I think I haven't had... I've been quite okay really I think because sometimes when I've been to like student-based events as well um people aren't perfect but a lot of people can be quite open-minded at them them events even if it's in like a straight club and stuff it just takes one or two people really um Mm -hmm. so I one example that I had I think was we were in Nightingales and I think one of our I think it was with people from BC Blessed and one of them like brought one of their friends um, and I think they were a bit, they're basically being a dickhead to everyone. I, I think you were there actually. Um, mm-hmm. And they were like to me, oh, I think they asked about my gender or something. I can't remember too much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, th- but, I, I, I don't think they meant it, but I just mm-hmm. think they were a bit confused and just asking some questions that really just wasn't the right tone or setting to be asking them questions yeah like I don't know what you think about that then in terms of people asking questions because sometimes with me I'm okay sometimes but I think sometimes if it's if it's said in the wrong way or if I'm caught off guard like if someone's asking me a personal question I'm a, I get a bit defensive and I get a bit maybe it's because comes from school like because people at school yeah, as you definitely. know like always used to say are you a boy or a girl or are you gay or you are gay yeah. so I think it's probably a bit of it comes from that but I think it's just the way you interpret things I don't know what are your thoughts on that no, yeah, I think it's, it is because I I got called the same stuff in school as well. And I, I think it's just down to, you know, you've built this wall up over so many years. And so when someone tries to ask you a genuine question, it's hard to kind of tear down that wall and have a serious conversation with someone when um, when you don't know their intentions. You know, when I was younger and people would ask me them kind of questions, it was there was always a uh, like a malicious intent behind it. And any time that I would be vulnerable with a person or someone who I thought was my friend, um, it would always come and kind of bite me in the ass. Um, so yeah, it's, I, f- I feel like it's just common sense as well. Like if if you're going to ask something that's quite a personal question, why would you ask it in a club? Like why would you ask it with a, in a, within a group of 10 people, I don't know, at bowling? Like pick a time and a place, don't be stupid and you won't get a stupid like reply and you won't get, just yeah just use your brain like yeah and I'm, I'm the same like i don't know whether what you think now but i i still struggle um to know whether someone's asking from like a genuine curiosity and they need educating or whether they're asking to be you know mean or do you think you can sort of um work out whether someone's asking you a rude question or whether they are genuinely curious i think i think it does depend on the kind of setting because i i think at this age now people aren't stupid and they know what they're doing. You know, if, if I'm in a group of friends and we're having a conversation that's along the lines of, you know, sexuality and someone asks me a question, I'm going to know that they're being serious and genuine and I'm going to share my experiences. However, you know, if we're outside and I've been talking to someone for like five minutes and he starts asking all these questions and kind of chuckling about it and not really hundred percent paying attention to the conversation, then I know it's just to, 
for some fucking laughs. <laughs> They're not like serious. Yeah, it's yeah. I think that's that's a good way to look at it. Can you talk us a bit about your style from when you first started going out or when you first joined university to how you've experimented a bit more with it now? Yeah, of course. Um, so you know, when I when I joined university, it it was just coming out of gay, and I I, I spent my whole time around straight people, so you know i just i never really experimented i always wanted to experiment i always used to say like it's so unfair that guys in shops have like jeans and t-shirts and women have just a huge variety of different things like it's just unfair i've always been into you know looking good but i've never been able to experiment to the degree that i wanted to you know over the past three years my style has dramatically changed um i never would have thought that my mum and dad would see me in stockings or (laughs) you know wearing tight pvc with a whip and a face mask on i, I just you know it's it's a uh, it's good though like i'm happy now I'm much, it's, I'm much more confident and happy than what i was and part of that is just because i've had very accepting friends and i've been able to kind of experiment without feeling judged one key moment i can think for you with well there's a few but one that sticks out to me is when you did the pride parade for the first time with bc and you wore that amazing pink look and everything pride on my first year was amazing because i'd never been to a pride before that i'd never even thought about going to a pride before that and it was such an amazing experience and you know i was wearing at that time that, that that outfit was basically a glorified cropped hoodie and some short shorts and I wear that on a daily basis now so I think you know for me back then that was such like an oh my god outrageous outfit oh my god, I'm showing so much of my body um but now it's just what I wear on the daily which which is funny to think about um but I've never felt on that day I never felt so accepted and loved and I've never had such like a, a good time um I wish I could go back and relive it because it was it was amazing and I knew then that, you know, I would know these people that I was with for a good amount of my life or I would remember it for the rest of my life. It was it was an amazing turning point because it, it made for the first time I felt um, I felt like I was supposed to be somewhere like I was supposed to be there in that moment. Um, I didn't feel like I was in the way of someone or um, I, I didn't feel out of place and it was nice and I think that's definitely one of the days that really was a confidence booster and you know it made me want to pursue or start to pursue like some kind of career in a performing or burlesque or something like that you know I've always wanted to to do looks and dance and be on stage and that's definitely just opened loads of doors for me. Yeah, and I remember you being happy on that day. Um, I don't know if I've got this right. Isn't there a video of you doing like a cartwheel or something? <laughs> Down like I don't know. I don't know what was going on with me that day. I think I, I got too drunk too quick and I was doing handstands in elevators. I was like death dropping in the middle of the street. I was just living my best life, honestly. And the thing is, I could, I've never been able to do that before. So it was... I must have seemed so like such an immature kid at the time, but like I've never been able to walk down the street and do a little strut without, you know, being completely judged. So being able to do that was, it was liberating. Like it was really nice. I feel like now we're moving on to a bit more about burlesque and dancing and performing and stuff. I feel like that has definitely helped me as well. Um, You know, explore different sides of myself with like my different costumes and even um, with the hosting in a way, like you've seen me host and stuff. 
I kind of base my hosting character. It can, it's sort of developing and change all the time, but my style, it's sort of like that's, it sort of can see, be seen as like a stereotypical, you know, fabulous gay person hosting. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. With that, I sort of, I've used that stereotype that people are giving me but I sort of expand on it and say actually yeah I can be this stereotype of this gay fabulous host mm. or person but yeah. I want to add different layers to it um you know which I'm developing like different elements of comedy and um, I put my writing into it I've done different styles of hosting with different costumes different you know um I've done like more masculine presenting looks more feminine presenting looks so I think burlesque and just dancing and hosting in general has given me the platform to sort of you know play with the stereotypes that people have given me but also um bring it more into my own hands and give me the power and control you obviously um pulled off a quite a look at coco kink's um fetish night um, yeah and um i just want to say was it comfortable wearing that <laughs> But no, I wasn't wearing any underwear when I was wearing that because I was, I, again, I'm no seamstress. So I wasn't, I completely made that. I, that outfit I made in the day before um, because I was trying to struggle to find this material and I ended up using some awful PVC that was not stretched at all. It was like literally, the, 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 it's, like, it's like a book or something, like a plastic book cover. That was the material that I was using for this outfit. It was awful um so uncomfortable but i was able to i was able to get it done and i was very proud of the look but you know i'm okay to be i, I feel like that's you know being pretty hurts as beyonce said so um i was able to just kind of get through the night even though my legs were shaking from wearing heels for that long because i'm not used to it and um i had a piece of hard plastic basically going from my stomach all the way around up my back <sighs> it was a good night i really enjoyed it one last cheeky um question for you then um in terms of another one of your looks which a lot of people have commented on to me saying oh, i loved that look with that jay did obviously um the last show you did with bc burlesque correct me if i'm wrong is um the christmas one um with oh yeah when you you could you tell us a bit about that like the santa outfit was just oh loved yeah it. thank you um yeah, that was um, that was actually an outfit that I made myself, and that really I was very proud of that look because that was a proper seamstress outfit. It was the first outfit that I fully like sewed. There was some hot glue in there, but it was a sewed outfit, so I was quite happy with it. Um, and also, it was again that was another that was me experimenting because I've never before that I've never worn a skirt. I know that sounds really silly, like the, the stuff that I have worn, you wouldn't think a skirt would be a, such a big deal, but I don't know. It just it, it was. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was for a Mean Girls tribute, that act that we were kind of doing. And it was really annoying because the girls could go out and get these amazing outfits that fit them perfectly from like Ann Summers and that. And I was like, fuck, I need to make my outfit because it just doesn't suit. <sighs> so I ended up making one and I ended up loving it. And yeah, I will be wearing it next. I'll be wearing it every Christmas. Yeah, I think, um, thank you, Jay, for coming on. I wanted to ask you, ask you one more thing to leave us with but I'm just trying to think if we've covered everything I think we have the only thing we didn't quite touch on was you mentioned um about sport <laughs> um earlier oh, how you yeah. hated it um so I think I wish I think I would have actually enjoyed sport more 
like mm-hmm. it kind of links in what you're saying bc blessed you know like with the mean girls and the santa like you're all wearing skirts and stuff i would have felt better if i was actually probably in the girls p like wearing <laughs> girls p outfit probably yeah definitely. girls and stuff i don't know about you <laughs> oh yeah i would have been much more comfortable but you know it is what it is um i think i the thing is i was included my parents really did try to force me to get into different kinds of sports but i was never interested you know i i that didn't interest me and i wasn't going to just keep going because you know i was being forced to go i didn't enjoy it and i would throw a fit if i didn't enjoy something um so i would you know i was i didn't really have them kids that were playing sports i never really had anything in common with them anyway because i wasn't doing what they were doing so I hadn't really had a reason to be friends with any of them. You know, I was always into dance. I was always into gaming. I was, I, I had no reason to be friends with these people. So again, I, I was quite lucky because I was able to kind of jump around and do done what I really wanted to do. You know, I was able to do ballet and stuff like that. Um, oh, wow. Well. I didn't know you did ballet. Because I, I, um, I went to a lot of dancing and performing arts schools. But I also, well, my parents were really supportive and encouraging. Um, but I also went to Scouts. And I hate Scouts. <laughs> I, I, me too. I went to this, I went to something called Boys Brigade when I was really young. Um, and it was just awful. Like, it, just, it was just poo. Because like, they would have Boys Brigade and Girls Brigade in the same building. And they were all doing all the, like, kind of, well, I guess, stereotypically feminine stuff like crafting and sewing and stuff like that. I wish I would have done that now. It would have helped me so much. I would have been such a seamstress now if I was able to go to the girls' brigade instead of the bloody boys' brigade making a fire. Yeah, I would have wanted to be a brownie regard. I don't want to be some scout digging a hole in the, exactly. the ground to do you know what. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you, Jay, for coming on today. Um, before right. we... Thank you for having me. No problem. And um, before we go, is there anything you'd like to leave us with, like advice on performing or dance or anything like that or toxic oh. masculinity, etc.? <laughs> Your life will improve so much if you just start doing what you want to do now instead of thinking oh i'll wait until this moment no so stop procrastinating on you know growing i would like to thank today's guest jay for coming on to this podcast if you want to catch more of jay then check them out on instagram at jg dodge thanks for listening to locks larue's locker room we'll see you next friday and make sure to follow me on instagram at locks larue bye